Hello ladies and welcome to the second talk in our Advent Retreat series, Prepare Your Heart for Him. My name is Karen Doyle, your host and founder of The Genius Project, an initiative for Catholic women designed to resource and support them towards growth in all areas of their life, spiritual, emotional and professional. We seek to do this through our online courses, the Catholic Women's Masterclass, as well as our live virtual events and the Genius Podcast. If you'd like to know more about the Genius Project, please take a look at our website, www.geniusproject.co. We have a few hundred women gathering to do this Advent series right around the world. So as you sit in your home or wherever you are right now, please know that you are actually joined in spirit to a company and a sisterhood of other women who are doing exactly this, whose hearts desire to go deeper with the Lord, to grow into the fullness of who God has created you to be. So ladies, you are most welcome in this place. Know that you are not alone, that despite lockdowns, despite restrictions, you are actually united in spirit with some amazing Catholic women. It is my great joy and privilege to host this Advent retreat series for you. And my heart behind this retreat is that it would give you a place to carve out some time and space to receive the Lord in a new way this Christmas. We know that Advent is a season of preparation. It's a season of hopeful waiting and anticipation for the return of Christ and the way in which God is going to uniquely reveal himself to us at Christmas. So to lead us in this second week's reflection, I have invited Joy Aiden to join me. Joy is a beautiful woman who's been on our Genius podcast. She lives in Sydney, Australia. She's married with two children. She's a Catholic creative who does a lot of beautiful calligraphy and brush lettering. You can find her at Joy Aiden Writes on Instagram. And today she is going to lead us in a reflection of the different people who were present at the birth of Christ and how each of these people encountered him in their own unique way and how we too can encounter Christ through their example. So ladies, sit back, relax and enjoy this second talk in our Advent Retreat Series, Prepare for Him. Joy, welcome to our Advent Retreat Series. It's such a, I shouldn't say joy to have you, but it is a joy to have you. <laughs> I <My> have, pleasure. <laughs> it's been so lovely to connect with you recently and you'll be a guest on our podcast in the new year, which we've pre-recorded, but I thoroughly enjoyed our conversation you have a beautiful gift and a way of just sharing and speaking. So I think the women are going to be so blessed. So welcome. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure to be here. Would you just share maybe a little bit about yourself? Because you'll be new to our community of women in the Genius Project. Would you just Absolutely. tell us a little bit about yourself? So my name is Joy Adan. I am a Catholic who has grown up in Western Sydney, still living in Western Sydney with my family. I've been married for 11 years. I have two boys. One is nine, one is five. So the five-year-old's very excited about starting kindergarten next year. Uh, professionally, I'm a writer. So I work with a lot of different organizations, uh, usually on their online marketing. But when I'm not doing that, um, I'm very much a creative spirit. So I think that's where our kindred spirits come in, Karen. Absolutely. We're very much a maker. I think one of the things I've picked up definitely in the last five or six years um, has been just an absolute joy and love for sharing creativity and giving people opportunities to create. So I do that through my calligraphy. I do that through my lettering courses and um, and I'm also a co-host of, a, of another Catholic podcast which is called At the Well and so yeah very active in the church community and just very blessed to be doing ministry while also living the vocation as a mother and a wife. 
Fantastic. Well, thank you. It's um, I know if people want to follow you, what is your Instagram handle for them? Joy Adan Brights. That's right. And I'm waiting for you to put out a calligraphy course so my daughters can do it. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I like that. Thank you. It keeps me accountable when well, people ask me to do things. Otherwise, I'll just like sit here and not do anything. <laughs> Well, Joy, I'd love to throw to you now just to, you're going to lead us in a bit of a reflection today on, I guess, the nativity, aren't you? And yes, that's right. The different people who were present and bore witness to the birth of Christ and how, as we today in the modern world can also enter into and experience those experiences. So please take the floor and share your beautiful wisdom with us. Thank you, Karen. And thank you to you who are listening today. I'll uh, preface this with the, the caveat that I'm by no means an expert in Lectio Divina, <laughs> but uh, this is something that uh, I've, I've been reflecting on, especially in the last few weeks. Uh, I've had a bit of time just to, as many of us have been preparing our houses for Christmas and, and also, you know, as we begin Advent, really just thinking about the story of the Nativity. And today I want to walk through three characters who are not the central characters of the nativity story. The first is the innkeeper who, who let Jesus and, and the Holy Family into his mess because we all have mess and I think we can all relate to that innkeeper, innkeeper. The second are the shepherds who turned up as they were completely empty-handed and were called to worship Jesus in the middle of their work shift. And I think as many of us listening um women are, tend to be very busy <laughs> and, and often I definitely personally feel the guilt of not having time or not making time to grow deeper in my faith or to spend time in prayer or there are always things that I wish I could do better and more time that I wish I was spending with God um, and I definitely feel for I relate very much to those shepherds who, um, who must have been very grateful that the angel came and said hey drop what you're doing come and do this and, um, and the third um, characters are the, the characters are the wise men and are the three magi. And, and uh, I won't reflect on the gifts they've given because I feel like that's been done. So, I'll, uh, so I'm going to talk a little bit about how they were uh, in, uh, affected by the encounter with Christ. So I'll start first with the innkeeper. Uh, the, and before I do, I'm going to just uh, start by reading the gospel that we will all likely hear uh, through, during you know, that either midnight mass or whenever it is that you go to mass for, for Christmas and, uh, and one that I'm sure we will be all familiar with or if not, hopefully, um, and even if we are familiar with it, hopefully it resonates as you, as you hear it today. So a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Caesar Augustus issued a decree for a census of the whole world to be taken. This census, the first, took place while Quirinus was governor of Syria and everyone went to his own town to be registered. So Joseph set out from the town of Nazareth in Galilee and traveled up to Judea to the town of David called Bethlehem, since he was of David's house and line, in order to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. While they were there, the time came for her to have her child, and she gave birth to her son, her firstborn, she wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them at the inn. In the countryside, close by, there were shepherds who lived in the fields and took it in turns to watch their flocks during the night. 
the angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. They were terrified, but the angel said, do not be afraid. Listen, I bring you news of great joy, a joy to be shared by the whole people. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. And here is a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly, with the angel, there was a great throng of the heavenly host, praising God and singing, glory to God in the highest heaven and peace to the men who enjoy his favor. The Gospel of the Lord. Such a beautiful story, and for many of us, a very familiar story. And I remember having a picture book when I grew up with all these Old Testament stories and then the New Testament stories. And there was this photo, picture, an illustration of, you know, the Holy Family, Mary, very pregnant, on a donkey, Joseph approaching all these different places, trying to find a place for Mary to have her baby. And I always remember that picture now that I'm an adult. And whenever I hear that story on Christmas night or Christmas day, I, I picture that because I remember thinking how difficult it must have been and what a relief it must have been after all of that journeying to then find a place for Mary to have her child. And now after having two of my own children, both boys and going through labor, oh my goodness, what a stressful night that would have been. <laughs> and I think of that person who would have had to say, look, there's, there's no room for you to actually stay wherever, you know, somewhere comfortable, but you're desperate. Here's a, here's a manger. Here's a place where all, the, where all the animals feed if you want to go there. And, and out of desperation, there he was, there he was born. And there's this beautiful quote from Dorothy Day that um, my friend Quain, who actually co-hosts the, the At The Well podcast with me, uh, shared the other week. Um, and, and it says, I'm so glad Jesus was born in a stable because my soul is so much like a stable. It's poor and in unsatisfactory condition. Yet I believe that if Jesus can be born in a stable, maybe he can also be born in me. And I just think of all the challenges that we've had, even in just the last 12 months, you know, whatever the year has been like for you and your family and your loved ones, the last 18, 24 months, whatever your life has been like, there are so many times when we have felt, or I have definitely felt, poor and in unsatisfactory condition, where I've thought to myself, I should not step foot in this church, uh, that I can't even give words to the sins that I should be saying in confession. When I think to myself, oh, what, what can I possibly bring to God? Who, who am I to come and ask for these things? And I think the beauty of the Christmas story is that it invites us to come to Jesus as we are, but also to invite him into our mess because he comes into our mess. Oh, and I've got a little person who is who's also coming in <laughs> to say hello. So I've got a, I've got a five year old who's just popped in and, and he's now unwrapping one of his board games next to me. So perfect, Joy. <laughs> we uh, we don't want to do 
we don't want to do life perfectly because that's right great (laughs) I might I might get my husband to come and do (laughs) that's fine if you want to (laughs) so funny oh that is so cool (laughs) I love it so the beauty the beauty of Christmas is it reminds us that there is no perfect and I think that's a perfect illustration of that, you know, interruptions happen, children, children don't care about our agenda and what we're in the middle of, but also in a, in a world where we are so tempted to have that Instagram perfect house uh, where everyone's sharing photos of their amazing Christmas decorations or their perfect gingerbread house or whatever it is that they're doing to physically prepare their homes for Christmas. And I don't have anything against those things because I also love putting up the Christmas tree personally. Let's not forget that even if we had none of those things, the most important thing, the most important home that actually needs preparing and invitation is, is, geez, is our hearts. Our hearts are, and, and our hearts can be messy. <laughs> our hearts can be dirty. <laughs> our hearts may not be fit for a king a heavenly king but if if our lord can enter the world the physical world surrounded by mess and dirt and the worst of the worst then he can enter our hearts and and do amazing beautiful things and so i invite you to consider how to be to be that person who allows jesus in and in this season and, and think of the ways that you know, you might allow Jesus to see a mess because it's okay. He's seen the worst and that's all right. And, and we can still celebrate him in, in the middle of all of that. And we don't have to have it all figured out. The second character I want to unpack or the characters that I want to unpack are the shepherds. And I think the reason why I, I'm bringing this up is because a few, a couple of years ago, I remember I uh, was a, going through a particularly rough end of year a lot of things blindsided me. Um, I was really surprised and shocked by things that were happening in friends' lives and close and people close to my and in, in close to me and my family. Also, really devastated by my own personal news and my own health. And it had just been such a rubbish year. <laughs> and I remember thinking, I'm not in the mood to be festive. I'm not in the mood to be buying presents for people. I'm just, I'm tired. I'm exhausted. And, and I remember messaging a group of girlfriends and just being, and just being, you know, this is a really close knit group of girls. And I said, is anyone else just over it or, or is it just me? And they said, you know what? You're doing all right. You're doing fine. And your best is enough. And I felt very blessed to have those women in my life to remind me that, you know, the, our best is enough. And I remembered in that moment when they reminded me that, yes, there were wise men who, who offered their gifts to, to baby Jesus in that manky manger, <laughs> but there were also shepherds who rocked up empty-handed. And sometimes we will have a gift worthy to offer Jesus, but when we don't, Showing up is enough. Showing up to church with messy, disheveled children <laughs> or yourself messy and disheveled, perfectly fine. Showing up to prayer in exactly that same state, 
perfectly fine. Showing up is enough. And when we do show up and when the angel does come to us in the midst of our business and our workday and says, hey, in the car when you're driving, maybe say a little prayer. Or when you have that moment with your kids where you just feel this intense gratitude for whatever it is, it may be that they finally go on to sleep or, oh, they actually finished their dinner. Or, oh, they didn't make that huge mess in the kitchen. Or maybe they cleaned up their mess in the kitchen. Who knows? Whatever those simple joys are. <laughs> we can, God can meet us in those moments. God actually comes to us in those moments, in the middle of, of whatever our work is, whether it is, our work and our, and our physical work and our careers, maybe it is in our homes, maybe it is in our relationships, God comes to us in those moments. And, and we are invited to give him glory in the middle of those moments. We don't have to wait for the big aha. We don't have to wait to be perfectly dressed. We don't have to be wait to be perfectly prepared. And in those moments when we feel like we have nothing to offer and we do just turn up as ourselves, we can offer him our ambitions. We can offer him our tiredness. We can offer him our hopes. We can offer him our disappointments, our sadness. We can offer him our happiness. We can offer him our gratitude. We can offer him our brokenness. We can offer him anything. Because when we realize that Christ came as a baby and babies don't need anything except us, that's how Jesus wants us. So I, I've had a couple of friends who have, have recently given birth and it is such a joy to hold a newborn in my arms again. And I just, there was one moment in particular a couple of weeks ago where we had, um, we had lunch at a friend's house and I met a newborn for the first time. I was only six weeks old and I had him cuddled up in my chest and by some miracle he fell asleep in my arms. And I thought, I like this baby knows nothing of me, of the stress that had come out this that morning, of the, the year that's led up to that, to that lunch, of anything, but would happily trust and rest in my arms. And all he wanted in that moment was me as I was. And Christ as a baby is that. He's inviting us to come to him as we are. And and we don't have to give anything. We don't have to be anything. We don't have to. We don't have to live up to any of the expectations that the world is throwing on us as women. And there are a lot of expectations that the world gives to us as women. You know, are you the perfect wife? Are you the perfect partner? Are you the perfect daughter? Are you earning enough? Are you speaking up enough? Are you pretty enough? Are you, there's so many things questioning whether we're enough. But when Christ comes as a baby and we come to him, as we are even empty-handed, he tells us, absolutely, you are enough. The final group of characters are the wise men. And so they don't appear in the nativity story, but I will read um, from the Gospel of Matthew, the visit of the Magi. When Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of King Herod, behold, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star at its rising and have come to do him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was greatly troubled and all Jerusalem with him. Assembling all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. 
they said to him, Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it has been written through the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, since from you shall come a ruler who is shepherd to my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and ascertained from them the time of the star's appearance. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search diligently for the child. When you have found him, bring me word that I too may go and do him homage. After their audience with the king, they set out and behold, the star that they had seen at its rising preceded them until it came and stopped over the place where the child was. They were overjoyed at seeing the star. And on entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother. They prostrated themselves and did him homage. Then they opened their treasures and offered him gifts of gold, frankincense and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed for their country by another way. The Gospel of the Lord. So a few things that I garner from this story about the Magi. What strikes me, actually what was pointed out to me many, many years ago was the end of that story. They were warned in a dream not to return. They departed for their country by another way. And the thing that strikes me and the thing that I remember every year at Christmas after having heard this was whenever we encounter Jesus, we're instructed to return home via a different route. We, have to be, we are naturally just changed by that encounter. We can't go back to the way things were. And the wise men teach me that, first of all, the story doesn't end on Christmas Day. The story just begins on Christmas Day. And so while we're all really excited about preparing for the Christmas feast and the Christmas lunch and all the gifts and, you know, that to-do list and just never ending and all the, the gifts and, that you have to wrap and the things that you forget, <laughs> just remember that's just the beginning. You know, it's kind of like the, wed the our wedding days, like when we prep and prep and prep for a wedding day and then we realise, oh, actually the, the work starts after like, you know, the day after when it's like you got to work on the marriage. <laughs> and so with our spiritual lives, Advent's the beginning of the liturgical year. This is the beginning for us, actually. And the wise men remind us that because they come a few days after and like us, they were, they're pilgrims, they're travellers, and we too are travellers. And like them, we don't have to know exactly what it is that we're looking for. I think there's this pressure almost, especially for myself, definitely to it's almost this, you know, you've got to know what you're looking for. You've got to know what is, what is your heart's desire? What it is that you want to do with your career? Or what is that you want to achieve for your family? What it is that you want to do, you know, with your life. And there's almost this pressure of, oh, okay, I need to know what legacy I want to do. I need to know what the, like the right decision is all the time. But the wise men didn't actually know what they were looking for exactly. And Yet when they trusted and, and they followed the star that led them to Jesus, when we trust and we follow the, the steps and the signs in our lives that lead us to Jesus, we can have the most amazing encounter. We can expect and ask Christ to change our hearts, to change our minds, to guide our hearts, to guide our minds. And if there is something unknown in you right now where you're discerning and you're trying to figure out what's the next step or what do I need to do in this situation or what do I need to do in this relationship, Turn to Christ, even if you don't know what it is that you're looking for. Tell him that. And when we do encounter him in his humility and in his beauty as the child Jesus, we are unable to return to our old way of living. You know, once you know love, naturally it's going to transform you. And there's a beautiful uh, verse from, from, the, um, from the letters of St. James where he says, be doers of the word not merely hearers who deceive themselves. 
For if any are hearers of the word and not doers, they are like those who look at themselves in the mirror, for they look at themselves and on going away immediately forget what they were like. But those who look into the perfect law, the law of liberty and persevere, being not hearers who forget, but doers who act, they will be blessed in their doing. And so when we encounter God and we act on that encounter, when we, when we, when we start to commit to changing our life, even in little ways, then we automatically are transformed by that love and also then are grounded in that love. And there's a beautiful, um, one of the things that I, I reflect on often, my first ever World Youth Day experience was in Cologne and the theme of that World Youth Day happened to be on the Three Wise Men and Three Magi. And I remember sitting, listening to then Pope Benedict in the, in the final mass and he, and he said to everybody, help people to discover the true star which points out the way to us, Jesus Christ. Let us seek to know him better and better so as to be able to guide others to him with conviction. And so when I think of the Christmas story and I think of how that, you know, culminates in this, this final visit and the three men who would have encountered this little baby not having known what on earth they were looking for but then had to return home a different way, we are invited as women of God to be bearers of a different type of life, especially to those who don't know Jesus. And we can do that in the life that we live, in the families that we raise or in the, in the way we operate in our jobs, the way we operate in our relationships. We're asked to be countercultural. We're asked to, to come back a different way. We're asked to come back to the world in a different way. And so those are the three that I've been pondering on over the last few weeks. And I invite you to do the same um, as you listen to the Gospels over the next couple of weeks and you prepare your hearts and your homes for Jesus, you know, allow Jesus into your life, allow him into the mess, <laughs> allow him into the busyness, no matter how cramped it might be, and come as you are, even if that means you, you actually, you never are empty-handed, actually, you know, there's, there's, no, there's no gift too little for Jesus. And so come as you are and give to him whatever it may be that you need to give. And remember that when you do that truly and openly, he will change your life. He will ask you to go home a different way and he will, he will change it for the better because you'll be transformed by his love. Mm. God bless you. Joy. <laughs> I think I'm going to cry. <laughs> I, was, I actually have been, I've had my microphone on, on mute, but that was really beautiful. Thank you. It, um, it just spoke to me. So let's just forget everyone else on the retreat. I've just had my own <laughs> oh, praise God. Um, preaching right here. But no, honestly, like that is such a powerful message. And I, I love the way that you've opened the door for us to see life through these different characters because they're so, we often forget, don't we? We, we hear this story over and over again, every single year for our whole lives. Mm. And it can lose, I yeah. guess it's magic or it's, you know, the Holy Spirit within that story, in the word. And we know the word is the same yesterday, today, mm. forever. So when we do read yeah. that story, it is happening for us right here, right now with whatever we're facing. And I, I think Absolutely. one of the things you picked up on, which I love, which I think every woman needs to hear, there are two messages. Number one, that you are enough, no matter what. And number two, mm. you're doing better than you think you are. Because I think as women, yeah. we carry so much. I feel very emotional <laughs> because I, I just listening to you, I know like 
I'm doing this retreat and I do the podcast and people see my Instagram, right? So they see, I think you picked up on something really mm-hmm. accurate that people see things and can make judgments and assumptions about your life. But the truth behind that is, yeah. and, and I, I feel convicted just to share this, that coming into Christmas this year for us, there is a lot of pain and, and grief in our own family. Mm. So while it looks nice on Instagram, the reality is behind that there is a lot of grief. There's a lot of sadness. We've probably had our toughest two years ever um, in our own personal life. We've had people know this two suicides this year of young boys and their families coming into Christmas in my own Mm. family. Um, People who are very close to me who are absolutely heartbroken with enormous loss. And so we carry that with them because we love them. But what I'm trying to teach my kids in the midst of all of this pain that we've had to navigate as a family this year and is really that there is a joy and there is a hope beyond the circumstance of the darkness, of the pain, of the suffering, of the grief. And that what the Lord's asking us to do is elevate our gaze to heaven, like lift our gaze to heaven, to that bright shining star. And just this week, actually, Venus has shone brighter in the sky. Have you seen it? Oh, I have. Well, it's been cloudy. (laughs) But it has been brightest in whatever number of years. And it's incredible. Out the other night, and there was all this low cloud Mm. and above that cloud was this beautiful bright star and exactly what you're saying today I had this encounter with the Lord just standing out in the darkness thinking all of that cloud represents I guess our personal pain that we're Mm. carrying but also in the world yeah like they just the, the world just feels so dark and so heavy but beyond and above that is the star of Christ. And this is what he is calling us to, this radical, rebellious hope and faith, regardless of our circumstances. So thank you so much for personally the way you've just spoken to me. I feel a little undone this morning after that. Oh, praise God. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. Oh, Joy, you're just, um, you're such a gift. And I hope and pray that the women are truly blessed. I know that they will be because that's really um, opened something in my heart today and something for me to go away and to really pray through as well, just those reflections. So God bless you. Have a beautiful Christmas yourself. Thank you. You too. And to everyone listening to Merry Christmas to everyone. Yeah. Thank you, Joy. Gosh, I don't know about you, but Joy has a beautiful way of just expressing and leading us into a deeper reflection. So I invite you over the coming week to really sit with that content, to sit with whatever resonated in your spirit with what Joy shared with you today. I invite you also to download the Advent Journal. If you haven't signed up for the Advent Retreat Series, you can do so by clicking on the link below this video if you're on our YouTube channel or if you're listening on the podcast in the show notes. This link will give you access to the free download Advent Journal as well as some other reflections and beautiful content. Can I invite you also to subscribe to the Genius Project YouTube channel as well as the Genius Podcast. The other thing I'd love to draw your attention to is the Catholic Women's Masterclass. We've opened up a whole new waiting list for this intake which will kick off mid-January of next year and another group in February. Now this Catholic Women's Masterclass is a four-month journey of transformation. So if you're looking to start the new year on the front 
effort if you're wanting to establish some rhythms of renewal in your life that will see you living a life of balance and wholeness in Christ well I'd love to invite you to join us in the Catholic Women's Masterclass you can check out more about this in the link below this video or in the show notes you can check out more about the Catholic Women's Masterclass by clicking on the link below this video or through the show notes link it'd be my great privilege and pleasure to walk with you over these four months we meet fortnightly on zoom every week you will receive a new module there are eight modules in total as well as a beautifully designed workbook for you to work through this content and put into place these rhythms of renewal in your life so it's not just about making news resolutions that never stick i really want to encourage you to start your year as you want to end it so ladies have a beautiful week we'll see you back next week for our third reflection in the advent series god bless you